today we we are welcomed um, and we're really lucky and fortunate and I'd like to introduce Her Grace Deviki David Darcy. She has kindly taken out time to prepare and present these talks for us. Um, I would like to just say a few things about her before we start. So she was born in Germany and was actually a physiotherapist in a rehabilitation center over there. Um, <laughs> but then quickly she felt that it wasn't enough to help people as they were still suffering. suffering. Um, so she wasn't satisfied and so she renounced everything and after a long time of searching, she joined ISKCON in Sydney, Australia in 1985. Um, she has traveled all over the world to give talks and share her wisdom. So I'm really grateful that we have her today to speak on the disease of inattentive chanting. Um, before I hand it over, I just wanted to say if any questions, um, if there are any questions, please could you just message them and chat uh, via the chat um, and we will unmute them and so on. So. Let me just hand it over to Her Grace Devika Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna. Okay. Hare Krishna, everybody. I have to say I am very excited to be part of this. Of course, I was really looking forward to meet you all in Croatia, but well, maybe another time. So I am here in Ananda Krishna Prabhu studio on Simachalam in Germany. I got stuck here during the crisis. And I think it's the best place to be stuck. I had a wonderful time here. And he's got this nice studio here. So even internet preaching is going on too. So yeah, let us start with a few prayers. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Svayam upakaram ayam dadati svabadantikam Namam vishnubhadakashabhasa mutali shimate bhaktivaranta svaminitti namine Namaste sasvadi neve govani pachayine Yavishisha shunivari pashtatadashitarine Panchakapa tuvasa kripasinivevata Paritanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namonama Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Pavanityananda Shri Advaita Garada Shri Vasari Govaktamanda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Yes, so let me just quickly say a few words about my humble mission in general. Some of you may know, some of you may not know. I have two main themes which I really feel a great urgency to talk about. One of them is spiritual culture. I have a little institute for spiritual culture, a little brochure here I have made. And I am based in Mayapur and I have given... I have put together many nice courses, which basically is meant to teach the devotees how to practically live our philosophy. We like to repeat it and learn it, but now comes step number two, that we actually have to apply it in life and live accordingly. And that's how we get the culture. And yes, and these courses I'm now in the process of putting into book form. In fact, I was just thinking to myself this morning, the book I'm working on at the moment 
I think will be very relevant for most, if not to say all of you, all of those who are not married yet. It's entering the Grihasta Ashram. <laughs> That's where I'm hiding here and I'm working on this book. And I actually wanted to make a whole book about the Grihasta Ashram, but then I realized entering the ashram is such a big topic where there already we go wrong. And this deserves a whole book just on that topic, how to enter, how not to enter. Yes, and even those of you who are married already, you will have to give guidance to all the young boys and girls how to do it, how not to do it. Yeah, so that's what I'm working on at the moment. But yeah, the other book, which may be also very relevant to you, The False Ego, Our Constant Companion and Troublemaker. And in this book, there is actually a whole chapter on chanting. So it may be also of interest for you. And then this one, you may know already, anybody who wants harmonious relationships with the other gender, I highly recommend you, you better check out this book. You know? yes. <laughs> and then anybody who wants to go beyond the Kanishta level, sheltering relationships, becoming a coach, a mentor to others, and having a coach and mentor ourselves. Oh my God, such important topics. And kindly forgive me that I'm promoting my books here. No, these topics are just so important. I feel such urgency for these topics, you know, so that's why I'm quickly mentioning it to begin with. And I was thinking, if you want to do a collective order, you know, if people who are taking uh, part in this for the next three days, if they want a book, they could mention it to you and you can collect the orders. I can patch, uh, dispatch a box to you and you can pay me in my account, no problem, you know, yes. And this topic of culture, very much related to my second theme, which is the holy name, because really they support each other. The culture gives us the stability and harmony in life so we can really focus on the chanting and develop our relationship with Krishna. So they really go together. And that's the second theme, which I feel such a great urgency for, that I'm so convinced that we don't make enough effort to get on deeper levels of chanting in Japa as well as in Kirtan. Yes. That's why I do like to conduct holy name retreats. Every year over Christmas, we have one in Ekachakudam. But this year, hmm, I'm not quite sure whether it will happen or not. But yeah, also in other parts of the world. So if you ever want to get me to come and have a holy name retreat, I'll go anywhere if people are interested in this. So now today, tomorrow, the day after, I have the challenge to put a 15-hour holy name retreat into three one-hour sessions. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, you know, a little a little teaser, a little appetizer here for the real thing, because holy name retreats are so powerful. If you really go into seclusion, you leave everything else behind, especially your internet and Facebook, and, and, and best place for a holy name retreat is a place where there is no network. That's always the best. <laughs> then people can just fully 
you know, dive into a whole different reality. You really enter a different reality if you really go in seclusion for three full days and and have a whole systematic journey, you know, with exercises in Japa, in Kirtan, sharing this, that, evening Kirtans, where we apply what we discussed during the day, and, and, and. So that's usually how, how I like to do things. So, yeah, I'm simply hoping that out of these sessions, something else will come about eventually in the future. I really hope for that. Yeah, so, um, we will, I will try my very best to really stick to the timeline. So I, I was thinking we will do 35 minutes of presentation and then 15 minutes for a question and answer. But I have to ask you already now, please keep your questions to the topic we are discussing today, because tomorrow we have, you know, the continuation. Today is like the foundation to everything else, you know, and then tomorrow, the day after, it builds up on every previous session very systematically. So please don't ask anything which I will have to answer. Yeah, this we will discuss tomorrow. Yeah, this we will talk about the day after tomorrow. So just about what we talk about. So that that's important. Otherwise, we lose time unnecessarily. You know? Okay, so let us remember, and we have, or well, let me first ask here, yeah, well, I'm only seeing a few of you there up on the top, but let me ask, or basically state, I, I assume many of you are chanting regularly Japa, right? Am I correct? maybe just nod your head, whoever I see there. We all, most of us, we probably are in the habit of chanting some amount of rounds every day. Doesn't have to be 16, whatever it may be. So let us remember, first of all, and we have heard this many times, I'm sure, that Krishna and his holy name are non-different, right? Which means it's actually, if you really think about it, it's quite an amazing thing that Krishna extends himself into the material world by giving us his holy name and by being present in his holy name. I mean, this is actually quite amazing. It's our saving grace. If this wouldn't be there, we would have no chance to connect and reestablish this lost and forgotten relationship. So by his unlimited mercy, he agrees to appear as his holy name. And in that way, he carries as the holy name, he carries exactly the same powers, the same potencies, the same shaktis. It's all in the holy name. And that means that just by chanting, we can actually get the same spiritual benefit as meeting Krishna face to face. Wow, isn't that amazing? Huh? Yeah, it is. You know, because we all know how important 
associationists, right? When our Gumaj comes, oh, we are so keen to get that association, to have some interaction, some smile, some encouraging words, and, and, and. So association is so important. So here we are, just by chanting the holy name, we can actually get Krishna's personal association face to face. I mean, that's really astounding, right? So, but now, of course, it depends how we associate. Let us imagine you invite your Gumaj to your home, and then when he comes, you turn your back to him. You ignore him. You have more important things to do. What kind of association would that be? Nothing, you know? Obviously, you wouldn't get any benefit from such kind of association. In fact, you may even get, um, uh, you may get uh, reactions for neglectfully receiving him disrespectfully, right? Yes, you may get reactions. So it all depends how we receive Krishna in form of this, his holy name, whether we are attentive, respectful, we have a service attitude, we, we are conscious of his presence there in the holy name, right? Yes. So, and now the other thing is that anything we do very regularly every day or any relationship we, we maintain very regularly every day, the danger of over-familiarity is there that over-familiarity sneaks into our life and we take each other lightly and cheaply. Anybody who is married here, you have that experience, you know, that very easily we get over-familiar, ah, it's just my husband, ah, it's just my wife, you know, and we say things to our husband or wife which we would never ever say to anybody else, but it's just my husband, it's just my wife, you know. That's over-familiarity. We lose respect. We take each other lightly and cheaply. And this happens also in our activities we do every day. For example, if you go on the altar in the temple every day to do some puja there to dress the deities, also in your home, but temple standards are usually higher, you know. So if you do this every day, this can also become a routine thing, mechanical, that you're just going through the motions mindlessly. And you, again, you become over-familiar. You forget what you're doing there. You forget you're personally serving the Lord, you know, and you just do it in a mechanical routine business way. Again, this over-familiarity, and then we commit offenses. We, we take the activity lightly, cheaply. So same thing is going on in chanting, because we do this every day, hopefully. We do. So again, every day we take our jabba beads and we chant, and it just easily becomes a mechanical routine thing. And we forget. You know, that Krishna is there in his only name. We're personally associating with him. It's my time with Krishna. 
we forget that, you know, and we, well, we will discuss this tomorrow, but we, we're not even conscious and mindful of his presence there, you know, and we just, the only goal is, oh, let me get these rounds done. And ah, oh, we are so joyful. Ah, oh, I've done my rounds, you know. So the joy is not coming from chanting the holy name, but it's coming from oh, having finally these rounds done and gotten them out of the way, you know. Yeah, so this, this is the disease of inattentive chanting, which creeps in very easily, very easily. And well, how many years can we chant like that? How many years can we do it? Maybe five years, maybe 10 years. But after a while, if we don't make an effort to get on deeper levels of understanding, after a while, we just get sick and tired of it. And we think, oh, I've done this. I've tried it. Doesn't work for me. My seva is more important. And nobody even knows anyway whether I chant or not. And, 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 you know, and again, it creeps in gradually, you know, that because there's no taste there, we just think, ah, I'll make them up the next day. I have some debt in chanting, you know, and then this debt is increasing, you know, like everything in Krishna consciousness is ever increasing. So these debts in the rounds are also ever increasing. And then after a while we give up, we think, ah, too bad, doesn't matter. And we may stop chanting altogether. And this happens so often, you would not believe. Even initiated devotees, Brahmin initiated devotees, I know so many who are not chanting 16 rounds anymore. It's a very common disease. I know gurus who have a special website for their disciples who were initiated and not chanting 16 rounds anymore. So where they can submit their sadhanashi to him every day in the hope this will inspire them to shape up and chant. Yeah, this, this is the status quo. Yeah, it's, it's a real disease. I mean, I think we have to be clear, we have to make a bit of a diagnosis here as you were introducing me, I'm a physiotherapist. So I have still this medical approach, you know, so let's make the diagnosis, where are we going wrong here? And only then we can administer the medicine, right? But if we don't even know what the root cause of the whole disease is, then how can we administer the medicine? So this is a really widely spread thing all over the world. We don't even realize because we don't go up to people and say, oh, are you still chanting 16 rounds or something? No, we would never do that. We simply assume they chant, but often they don't because there's no taste there if we just have this routine, mechanical routine approach of just getting them done. That will not give any taste. So let us understand this chanting is a very deep science. It's a secret. And unless we make a, a, a concentrated endeavor to get on deeper levels of understanding, we will not get insights. Same thing is there in Kirtan also. If we think Kirtan is just some jolly cool music or something, 
where we can demonstrate our musical talents, our voice, our medanga, cartels, you know. Now then we're missing the point. Kirtan is a highly transcendental affair. Yes. But it requires concentrated effort to get some insights. It doesn't come automatically, you know. So actually chanting is hard work. Once we understand, I mean, tomorrow, all of you who are there, you have to have your jabber beads next to you because tomorrow we will do a little chanting exercise. And that exercise is usually an eye opener to people. They realize, wow, you know, yes. And I saw Sachinanda Swamis on the program. Actually, a lot of my inspiration for these holy name retreats actually come from, from His Holiness Sachinanda Swami. I attended many years one of His Holy Name retreats in Radhadesh, and whoo, this was an eye opener to me. And I realized, wow, yes, this is this is worth a whole mission here to, <laughs> to spread this, you know. <laughs> Because I'm convinced a lot of our problems can be solved if we just get on deeper levels of chanting. It's in fact like that. So let me see. Um, yes, I have a few nice little quotes here on my sheet. Like Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he was saying, make your chanting heart deep, not just lip deep. Yeah, that's a good motto to keep in mind. You know, it's not just lip service here, you know, that's, that's not chanting. We have to make it heart deep. So we get on to that tomorrow, don't I? Then also, Prabhupada was saying a wonderful thing, one of my favorites. Listen to this. This chanting should go on instead of meetings, resolutions, dissolutions, revolutions, and then no solutions. There should be chanting. I hope you will like that one. I mean, especially in English language, when you translate it in other languages, Russian or German, it loses the, the crunch, you know, but Prabhupada is just so, has this unique choice of words, you know. So yeah, all these oceans, resolutions, dissolutions, revolutions, and then no solutions, there should be chanting. And it's really like that, you know, Kirtan especially, has such a uniting effect, so powerful. It really focuses everybody's minds on, on the holy name, on Krishna. Very, very powerful. We all know the story of Mahaprabhu chanting in the Jarikanda forest, right? Where all the animals chant and dance. The elephants, the deers, the monkeys, the lions, tigers. So, they were embracing tigers and deers who usually like to eat each other. You know, the tigers eat the deers, but they were embracing, chanting, dancing, kissing. Wow. So of course these animals are nobody else but us. You know, we have in our communities, yeah, we've got a few elephants amongst us, definitely. Not so many deers, quite a few tigers, 
lots of monkeys, definitely. <laughs> so, but this is the story, you know, that the holy name has such a powerful effect that you can overcome all these bodily designations, all this conditioning. We can overcome our monkey conditioning, our tiger conditioning, lion conditioning, deer conditioning. We can cross beyond that by the power of the holy name, especially Kirtan. So powerful in that regards, you know. So that's why Prabhupada says, you know, instead of meetings, resolutions, dissolutions, revolutions, and then no solutions, there should be chanting. And Prabhupada used to say, if there's problems in the management, it means not enough kirtan. If there's kirtan, you know, we can just imagine if we would actually meet every day for one or two hours every day in our communities and just chant in kirtan. And not only the young bhaktas and Pandavasena devotees who were in, in, you know, enthusiastic, but everybody, even the senior devotees, everybody, if they would chant every day for two hours together, wow, then management would be at your fingertips so much easier because everybody's got this focus. Yes, Krishna, holy name, let's serve Prabhupada, and, 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 would have an immense effect. And so many of our problems would just disappear and, and fade away by the power of the holy name. So that's the deeper understanding and meaning of this Jai Kanda pastime, really, you know, that we have to understand. Yeah, we, we, we carry all these conditionings uh, with us, and it can all uh, be overcome by the power of the Holy Name. You know? Yeah, so now let us get more into the disease of inattentive chanting. So we can say this inattentiveness, Bhakti Notako says, it's the 11th offense, it's the root cause of all other offenses, right? In the temples, we usually, after Mongoladi, we recite the 10 offenses, and then usually we say yes, and there's also an 11th offense, being inattentive while chanting. And we say, um, what's the Bengali verse? Bahu Janma Kariyadi Shavana Kirtanam, Tabu Tanabai Krishna Pade Primadana, right? Which means we can chant for many, many lifetimes if we chant while committing these offenses. We will not get any benefit. You know, we can walk around with our bead bag, Nishashama, Nishashama, for many, many lifetimes. No benefit as long as we uh, commit these offenses. And this inattentiveness is the root cause to all of them. So I'm the kind of person, I like to get to the roots of issues, you know? That's why I don't even talk about the 10 offenses, but I want to get to the roots of them, how they come about, what it means to be inattentive while chanting. Already there, we have a very shallow understanding what it actually means to be inattentive, you know? So let's get to the root of the problem, you know, and then we tackle the whole disease in an effective way. So now this inattentiveness takes place on three levels, body, mind, and heart. 
And Bhaktivinotaka also says this in Harinam Chintamani. He says for the inattentiveness on the level of the body, he calls it uh, sleepiness, you know, laziness and sleep, right? So then inattentiveness on the level of the mind is distraction. Then inattentiveness on the level of the heart, that's the main one, by the way. That's the indifference, you know, to have this indifference. Oh, well, I can take it or leave it. Yeah, let it somehow, let it get, you know, let me get my rounds done. You know, the, the heart is not involved. That's indifference. We keep that for tomorrow. Today, we've got only about 17 minutes until the question and answer session. So today, I just want to very briefly, as time allows me, touch upon the inattentiveness on the level of the body and mind. And we keep the heart for tomorrow. In fact, the whole three-day Holy Name Retreat, which I usually like to give, is all unpacking this topic of inattentiveness. The whole retreat, three days, we discover more and more deeply what it actually means to be inattentive, or better, what it means to be attentive. It's a whole big topic. You know? And unless we get some deeper insights into that, we cannot get anywhere in our chanting. Nothing. And I mean, and I'm not saying that to glorify myself, but just to get the point across how important this is. I had Pope disciples taking part in this Holy Name Retreat in Eka Chakra. And they were sharing in the closing ceremony, they were sharing with tears in their eyes, my God, after this, I realize I've been doing something else over the last 45 years. I have not been chanting the Holy Name. Such kind of realizations people share, such kind of feedback. Uh, and I, I'm just a little tour guide there, kept capturing all the people, taking them out to Echo Chakra, keeping them busy. But, you know, Sri Hari Nam Prabhu is the chief guest there, and he gives the whole realizations. It's, it's not coming from me. But this is how important this topic is, that people sometimes they almost fall into a crisis when they realize, oh my God, what have I been doing for the last three years? <laughs> I thought I'm doing fine, but now I realize, oh my God, I haven't even started uh, chanting Hare Krishna yet. You know, I've been doing something else. So that's why I like to give these sessions to also young devotees to save their time that they don't spend 20, 30, 40 years doing something else, but that they right from beginning start their life with the proper tools, with the proper understanding. Yes, yes. Tomorrow in the Jabba session, it will become more clear. Yeah. yeah, so inattentiveness. Let's go back to inattentiveness on the level of the body. It basically means we do something else while we chant. Right? Hand in the bead bag. Where's my bead bag? Just to keep me, keep the, um, yes, show it a little bit. So we walk around and we do other things, you know, while we chant. I mean, usually at this point I'm interactive, but yeah, 
I can't be interactive now because we don't have the time and not the proper situation here. But I usually like to get the audience to give me all the examples of inattentive chanting. So I will just quickly tell you myself and I'm sure you, you may already understand anyway. So it's for example, chanting while talking. Very common thing, we're probably guilty, all, all of us, you know, that we, two people meet, two devotees meet, both have their hand in the bead bag. Oh, hi, Bob Prabhu, nice to see you. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna. How are you? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. You know, while the other person answers, we squeeze in a few mantras, you know. And if he gives a long answer, oh, wow, we can get quite a few mantras squeezed in there, you know. But if he only says, yes, no, fine, Okay, what a shame. Only one mantra we squeeze in and then it's our turn. We have to say something. So I like that. It goes back and forwards, back and forwards, you know, chanting, talking, chanting, talking. You know? Very common. Oh, happens all the time. You know? Oh, chanting while driving, you know, hand on the steering wheel. Even in, in my poor motorbike, people are there with a bead bag, you know, on the motorbike, <laughs> on the bicycle, on the toto or whatever it may be. <laughs> can even get dangerous, you know, you can get caught up there in the gear stick with your bead bag, you know, depending left side drive or right side drive, whatever, you know, you can, be, can be entangling there. So, or you go shopping on the market, looking for this and that, even Mayapur boundary wall, you check out the shops, this, that, with a hand in the bead bag, chanting, chanting, looking, shopping, this, that. You know, it's all completely useless. It's inattentive, my God, you know. Oh, oh, the biggest thing is mobile phone. I don't even, see, I actually live, believe it or not, I live without a phone. I travel all over the world without a phone. I don't want to invite this into my life. Forget it. I have, of course, a laptop, but that's in my room and I don't carry it always with me at Mongoladi time and this and that. No, oh, no, no, no phone for me. It would drive me nuts. Yes. And I see it, people with their phones, you know, in Japa time, even Mayapur, in the... In, in the in the Prabhupada Samadhi, I like to chant there in the mornings. People are sitting there with their phone, you know, scrolling up and down. Oh, thank God Krishna arranged it that we have that finger there, you know, so we can still scroll and quickly write an answer and, and we can still have the beads there and chant. And, oh, my God, you know, terrible, terrible. Phone is really one of the main distractions. Oh, my God. Yes, it really is. My God. Anyway, yeah, life is so fast, you know, modern life is so fast, full of stimulations, distractions. The mind goes all over the place. So difficult to really withdraw from all that and extricate yourself from all that and really focus on the chanting. Yeah, not easy, not easy. I mean, this crisis is actually a blessing, you know, so everybody has to stay at home or the sense gratification is cut off a little bit and all the distractions, of course, the phone is still there. But yeah, I mean, it, it can really help us to look more within and get to the basics of spiritual life and so on, you know.
So what else do we have? Oh, reading while chanting. Yes, you know, either the newspaper or Bhagavatam, having the hand in the bead bag, reading, you know, behind that is always the mood of maximizing our time, you know, multitasking. We want to really get the maximum out of time. Yes, I still got these rounds left, but I also want to read something. Okay, let's combine it. Let's spend this boring Japa time in a more, you know, um, pleasant way, you know, and a more stimulating way by reading something. So, yeah, all right, if we, if we are Lord Brahman, we have four heads, then maybe it works. One head for reading, one head for chanting. But, well, too bad. We've got only one head, so we can only either read or chant. Doing both already inattentive chanting. Even joining the kirtan or joining the Bhagavatam class, sitting in the back, who knows? Maybe we have somebody here present on the... <laughs> the seminar who is chanting and hearing at the same time so i hope at the latest now there's going to stop that <laughs> oh krishna <laughs> yeah but i i've encountered that too you know that people come to the holy name retreat and they sit in the back and chant their rounds you know and at the latest at this point okay they're, <laughs> they're gonna stop you know? <laughs> it's inattentive again the, I, the thought of maximizing our time. Yes, I want to be there. I want to hear something. I don't want to miss out, but I also want to get these rounds done, you know. <laughs> Inattentive chanting. It's useless. Useless. Oh, well, the, the, the lowest form of inattentiveness is falling asleep while chanting. You know, and even that we see in every temple <laughs> quite regularly. I mean, this is miserable life, my God. You know, just imagine you invite your gumaj and then he comes and you sit there and fall asleep in front of him. Oh, great. Thank you. You know, very attentive reception, you know. So, I mean, what's Krishna going to think? You know, you call upon him to be present by chanting his holy name and then you fall asleep, you know, all saliva dripping out of your mouth there. I mean, you know, this is, this is useless, you know, terrible, you know. Yeah, so I mean, the list is long, you know, so many varieties of inattentive chanting. Just, just to assess yourself a little bit, try and think about your favorite way of inattentive chanting. What's your favorite version of inattentive chanting? <laughs> you can think about it after the session. Now is no time. You know, but just to really you know, assess yourself and see where you're standing. Where is your main issue? What is distracting you the most from attentive chanting? What's your favorite way of inattentive chanting, you know? Yes, yes. Good to ponder over this, you know. Yeah, so the list is long. Unlimited, you know, in the house, cleaning, shoveling things around, dusting a bit, doing things in the kitchen, all with a bead bag in the hand or useless, you know, or in front of the computer, typing something, looking something up on the internet while chanting. Oh, clicker chanting. Oh, my God, you know. I have to tell you this story. We still got five minutes. I was once in Ukraine and I was giving a lecture. And Ukraine, not many people speak English. 
So sentence by sentence has to be translated, right? So when I was speaking, I could hear some clicking noise going on. And I was looking around thinking, where is this coming from? Where, who is clicking away here? So then I realized my translator, while I was speaking, she was clicking. That was her job at time, believe it or not. <laughs> my God, terrible. You know? And of course, she didn't make any noise. I couldn't even hear the, the sound vibration. Of course not. She was chanting in the mind, like Haridas Taco, you know, very elevated form of chanting, you know, only in the mind. You know, oh, no, no, this is terrible. I mean, I tell you, after these three sessions, today, tomorrow, the day after, I hope you're going to do a yagya and throw the, your, if you have a clicker, you throw it in the next lake or something. Swaha, get rid of it. <laughs> because chanting on the clicker is probably the easiest way to cultivate inattentive chanting. Yes. The only person who is allowed to chant on the clicker is His Holiness Jaipataka March. He is allowed. He's got a good excuse. But nobody else, I would say. <laughs> if we cannot chant on our beads, it means it's the wrong time for chanting. Better to do something else. Better to remember some verses or read a page or whatever. But if you can't get your beads out, then forget it. Wrong time to chant. You know, on the clicker, you don't even have to finish one round. You can click here, click there with the left hand, right hand, dirty hand while eating, click, click. You know, I mean, this is useless. And then in the evening, divided by 108. Oh, wow, so many rounds I've chanted. You know, I mean, God, let's not cheat ourselves here, really. You know, it's really useless. Right. So this is all about the body. So, of course, mind, wandering, making so many plans, you know, using our japa time as a plan-making session. You know, this is the inattentiveness on the level of the mind. You know, and often devotees say, oh, when I chant, so many amazing ideas come to my mind. They must be coming straight from Goloka Vrindavan, you know, because they're coming while I'm chanting. Sorry, it's the inattentive mind, uh, wandering mind, uncontrolled mind, you know. And people make plans, shopping lists, you know, to-do lists, what to do, what not to do, planning the next uh, preaching program, who to marry, who not to marry, you know, ah, oh, the list is long, plan for your whole life, you know, you can do while you uh, chant, you know. Again, the maximi maximizing the time spirit, you know, just to get the boring jabber time to make it more productive and make some plans, you know. Even going for a japa walk, you know, oh, the bees and the birds and the flowers, ah, you know, again, they can easily be behind it, this mood of spending the boring chanting time in a more pleasing way by looking at everything in nature and then, you know. Of course, Prabhupada was going for Japa walks. It's very much, it depends on how much our relationship with Krishna is established. You know, we will talk about that more tomorrow, about the relationship. If the relationship is firmly established, 
then we live in that reality. Then, of course, Prabhupada could go and, and on Jabba walks because he was firmly established in that reality of my relationship with Krishna. But we are not established in that reality. We get distracted. Oh, look at the bird, oh, the butterfly, this, that, and boom, we're gone, you know. And Krishna is, is completely left out of the picture, you know. So that's why we have to be very careful. This wandering around and going for pleasing walks easily also inattentive chanting, you know. Yes. So now very quickly, hmm. Yes. Running short in time. What what do you prefer? Shall I say a few more important things and better make the question answer shorter or better make um we can we can go for another five five minutes. Five okay, minutes. good. Fantastic. Yes. Because I do by the way, only briefly, this inattentive chanting is just as well also there in, in Kirtan. In Kirtan also, same principle is there. You know, you talk to each other in the Kirtan, you get your mobile phone out, oh, Harry Ball, I'm in the Kirtan. You know, it's all inattentive chanting. You can make your plans while you sit in the Kirtan. You know, you, you can do so many of these things also in Kirtan. So same principles are there in Japa as well as in Kirtan. You know, yes. yes. So now, let me quickly share the tangible benefits we can directly observe in our life if we chant attentively, just so we are clear on what we actually miss out if we don't chant attentively. And we will be amazed. So listen to this. First tangible benefit we can directly experience in our life is that we feel genuinely inspired. We get inspiration. Inspiration to chant more because there is a taste. And inspiration to serve. Yes. Not only when, when things go my way, I'm inspired to serve. And if it doesn't go my way, I'm not inspired. But there's a steady a steady, you know, uh, ongoing, deep inspiration and desire of wanting to serve that comes from chanting. Whether it goes my way or not my way, whether there's difficulties, whether there's opposition, I, I carry on. I want to chant through all ups and downs, whatever I may be facing, I'm not going to give up my, my desire to, to serve, you know. That definitely comes from chanting, definitely. Also inspiration to serve the deities, by the way. I mean, most of our temples all over the world, they have this problem. They don't have enough pujaris. We often import pujaris from India, Bangladesh, Nepal, let them do the puja, we pay them a little bit. You know, that's not the solution. The problem is inattentive chanting, because if we chant attentively, then Krishna reveals himself. Then we see more in the deity form than just some statue there. Then we will be inspired to serve. Very clear, you know? So we, we can only see Krishna and the deity if we chant, if we connect with Krishna on the level of the holy name. 
then Krishna reveals himself, then we can see things more clearly there. And then we will want to serve, you know? But as long as when people ask us, oh, can you do some puja tonight? We say, oh, gee, can you find somebody else? Oh, well, obviously we can't see Krishna there, you know? Otherwise we would find an ecstasy. Of course I want to serve him. Great, fantastic, you know? So the root cause of this problem that we cannot find enough devotees who do the puja goes back to inattentive chanting. Even giving donations. Also, if we actually chant deeply, then we realize whatever I have is meant for Krishna. I'm meant to use it in a service. It's not mine. I'm simply borrowing from him so I can offer something back to him. We will get that vision through attentive chanting. So then we will want to give. Yes. yes. So, so many issues in our society, they find their solution in getting on deeper levels of chanting. This year at the RLS in, in Mayapur, I was giving a presentation to the leaders on this, you know, and yeah, it was quite uh, eye-opening for that moment. Yeah, so if we have good chanting in our life, Krishna will reveal, we will get realizations on all different issues and levels. You see, because realizations don't come just from studying and reading and knowing things, but they're revealed from within the heart. Krishna gives them according to how we, we chant. And also we get the desire to study Prabhupada's books. This is a big issue in Iskon now. Why, what to do? Why, why do people not read Prabhupada's books so much anymore? It goes back to inattentive chanting. If we chant properly, we will get a taste for reading. Then Bhagavatam becomes exciting to us. We discover so many amazing things in the Bhagavatam. It's not going to be boring. But if people say, oh, Prabhupada's books, Bhagavatam so boring. Well, inattentive chanting is the issue. It goes back to that. And also, um, yeah, we see Krishna's working, Maya's working. You know how Krishna works, how Maya works. We can see. Krishna gives us the vision, you know, we, we, we can discriminate what's Maya, what's Krishna, you know, yeah, it comes all from, in it, from good chanting. And above everything, attentive chanting leads to detachment from sense gratification. Sense gratification will become a boring waste of time for us. No taste. Boring. Because we get a higher taste, we get something better from chanting. All comes from attentive chanting. So it just shows how we miss out if we just have this inattentive chanting in our life. We just miss out. We waste our time. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so attentive chanting is just really such an important thing. And I heard a wonderful little analogy, and that's the last thing before the question time. I think it comes from Mahatma Prabhu. He says the inattentive chanting is like when you sit in a vehicle, you sit in a car, many of you are probably driver, scooter, or car, whatever. So you, you imagine you sit in your car, you have your foot on your accelerator, boom, 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 you know, it sounds like you're going really fast, but the gears are in neutral 
or in park if it's an automatic. You're not going anywhere. You're not moving an inch. Even though the sound is there, the motor is revving and it sounds really like you're going 180 kilometers per hour down the German freeways and you can sit there, close your eyes and, and imagine how fast you're going and then you open your eyes and realize, oh my God, I haven't moved an inch. I'm still at the same spot like before, two hours, you know. So that's exactly what inattentive chanting is like. The sound is there, it sounds serious, but you're not going anywhere. You're not moving ahead, nothing. You're staying on the one spot. Yes. So, and yeah, we can waste, you know, so much time and energy by not chanting attentively and not moving forward and just missing out completely on all the benefits and shaktis and potencies which the holy name carries, you know, we badly miss out. You know? Yeah, so, I mean, that just shows if we want to make advancement, we have to put an end to this inattentive chanting. We have to kick it out of our lives. We have to, you know, put an end to it. Otherwise, we will not go anywhere. Otherwise, our devotional life will be like the hamster wheel, you know? You know, this little animal, the hamsters, at night, they get very active. They like to run. So we put a little wheel in their cage, and then at night, we can hear them running, running, running on the wheel. But they're just running on the spot. They're not going anywhere, you know? So we become completely stagnant. And this can easily happen in our life if we get stuck on this level of inattentive chanting. We are not moving anywhere. You know? yes. The only benefit of this kind of chanting is that we still somehow, we hang in there and we have still some little connection there or if we have made our vows, all right, we are still trying to somehow keep them. And therefore, there is a bigger chance that we somehow one day we get into a situation where we hear something more deeply about chanting, right? That we end up on a holy name retreat or a seminar or something. Whereas if we have stopped chanting already, then there is less chance that we will end up in some holy name retreat. So that's actually the only real benefit that this inattentive chanting gives. That yeah, all right, so maybe you are there today on this uh, retreat here and listen to this. Whereas if you have given up on chanting, then you probably will think, ah, well, chanting, I tried that, not for me, it doesn't work. You know? So that's the only benefit. Okay, sorry for going longer than planned. So what do we do now? As, as I said, tomorrow, this was just the introduction, just setting the ground. So tomorrow morning, please all be back tomorrow morning. And then we, we get more into the inattentiveness. So what questions do we have? Yep. Hare Krishna, Mataji. Um, Hare Krishna. Thank, you. thank you so much for, for your really, really informative class on, on Japa, even though it's just the introduction. I've learned a lot. Um, and I'm very guilty of, of using the clicker. So oh. I'm going to throw that away now. <laughs> good, good. Um, yeah, so we, we do have a, a few, few questions. Um, yeah. I think is it, what we're going to do is if you guys can just um, unmute yourself and turn the camera on, I'm just going to name the, the people who are, who are going to be asking the questions. So first of all, I would okay. like um, 
Rishi Prabhu, Rishi chapter two, to go first. That's okay. Hi, Krishna. Uh, thank you so much for the, the introduction uh, talk so far. Um, I'm getting a lot of value from it. Um, I wanted to ask, so um, if we find it difficult to sit down and chant, um, and for me, I try to sit down and chant for like one or two rounds, but then uh, it, it becomes more, even more difficult to focus. So um, is, it, is walking or pacing like up and down a room okay whilst chanting? Paupad was doing it, and Shuta Kirti Prabhu actually... Let me one more time take the opportunity. In this book, there is a chapter on chanting, and there I'm quoting that story that Shuta Kirti Prabhu tells, that Prabhupada was saying, yes, if you get tired, get up, walk up and down like I'm doing. And Shuta Kirti Prabhu describes how often Prabhupada was pacing up and down in his room, chanting, you know, so it's, it's a bit of a misconception to think, oh, you have to sit. And as soon as you walk up and down, this is no good chanting. No, Prabhupada himself was doing it. And he said, it's all right. You know? yes. yes. Although one can say, if one can actually sit, you know, longer, it means one can control one's restlessness. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I have the same thing too, that some days... I just find it difficult to sit. And it's usually when also my mind is more restless. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then oh, I have to move around, you know. But if my mind is more peaceful, then I can sit for one and a half hours, no problem. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is reflecting a little bit the mental state, you know. But it's definitely not that you should not walk while chanting. You should not walk up and down. And definitely if you fall asleep, my God, then stand up. You know, at least stand up or walk up and down, but just sitting there and always nodding off because it's not good to walk while chanting. I mean, that's, that's foolish, you know? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for the... Wonderful question, Rishi Prabhu, and thank you for answering, Mataji. Um, next, we have, I think it's Harika um, Mataji who's going to be asking the question. So, can you please unmute and turn your camera on? Yes, where is she? Hi, Krishna. Yes. Hi, Krishna Mataji. Please accept my humble obeisance. All good. Glad. I hope you're well and in good health. So basically, yes. question was, um, sometimes while you're chanting, you're listening to Prabhupada chant. Is that also a subtle inattentiveness? And if you're going to be inattentive, you, you can feel it. Should you just stop chanting? Or should you just continue? Because you're always going to keep thinking, feeling, and willing. So there's two questions, if I understood you properly. First one was chanting while hearing Prabhupada chant, right? Yes. Yes. So, no, I mean, that's a common practice that we have Prabhupada chanting, but it's also a bit of a personal thing, you know, what works for one may not work for others. One thing I noticed, if... if Prabhupada or our gurus, if the tape is switched too, too high, you know, the volume is too loud, then it's distracting. Then it's difficult to focus on our own chanting. But if it is quietly in the background, 
you know, it does set the mood and, and there's some energy coming from that, which is supportive. But maybe for some it is distracting in any case, you know, so it is also a personal matter. It's not that it's such a rigid thing that one thing has to work for everything or something, you know, so we can see what works for us, you know. So, and then second question, what was that again? I forgot already. The second question is, if you're going to chant and you know you're going to, it's inattentive, but oh, yeah. should we just continue chanting? Because, you know, we're told that you're always going to keep, your mind is always going to wonder, you're going to keep yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah well, I guess we, we didn't quite finish today the session. So tomorrow when we start, I will give a few tips, a few practical suggestions, how to work our way out of inattentive chanting. You know, we will start on that tomorrow, that I will give some, some uh, list of, of suggestions and practical principles and guidelines, how we can help, you know, how they help us to get out of this inattentive chanting. So there will be one thing, of course, early in the morning is the best time. You know, so if we if we chant a good portion early in the morning, then there's a less chance that the mind is so hyperactive and we can't stop thinking, you know. But also tomorrow, we will discover what is the ultimate solution to the wandering mind that is to involve the heart. If we actually involve the heart, that will bring the restless mind it, it draws it to the heart. We will discuss that tomorrow, you know? So that will answer your question then, you know, how to continue chanting if you feel the mind is wandering again and again. You have to involve the heart. And that we will, we will talk about tomorrow, right? Yeah, okay. thank you. Okay. Very well. Very well. What else? Thank you. Thank you, Matsuji, for answering. Um, we have one more question, and it's from um, sorry, let me check. Kripa, Kripa Matsuji. Um, if you can unmute and, and uh, yeah, turn your camera on as well. That would be really nice. Hello. Hi. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, I had a question. So you kind of answered the first one. The first one was, what is the importance of chanting? And why do you have to do 16 rounds? Okay. Well, the importance of chanting, I think we established that it's the way how to reconnect, how to reestablish the relationship. And we will get to that tomorrow too. Tomorrow, first secret I can tell already, it's all about relationship with Krishna, yes that we will discover tomorrow. So, and why 16 rounds? Well, I mean, we may know this little story where Prabhupada first said 64 rounds we should chant every day. And then devotees were saying, Prabhupada, this is not possible. Then he said, all right, 32. And the devotees were saying, oh, Prabhupada, this is not possible. We are so busy, we have to do so much preaching work. 32 rounds, not possible. And then Prabhupada said, okay, 16, and not less than that, you know, 16. So, and the other thing is that the chanting is really like a medicine. And I'm coming from medical background. 
So medicine, you have to take regularly at the right doses. Only then the medicine really works. So it's not so effective one day to change so many and the next day nothing and up and down as you like, simply following your mind. But now you have to take the regular doses. And usually we say when a person starts in Krishna consciousness, change one round, quality, not quantity. We always put so much emphasis on quantity. You know, how many rounds are you changing? But now we have to put the emphasis on quality. So we start one round attentively and then we get a taste and we want to change more. So then we gradually increase and we always increase only so much to the level which we can maintain every day. And then if we feel confident, okay, I can change one or two rounds more and I will be able to maintain every day. So then gradually we, we, we build up to 16, you know? So 16 is simply, um, you know, the, the, the doses that Prabhupada gave us. And it's a good doses because, I mean, I'm a slow chanter. I, I take 10 minutes for one round. And yeah, so, you know, 16 rounds takes me two and a half, bit more than two and a half hours. So that we, we can put in in our life if we are serious. We have to be able to sacrifice that amount of time for that relationship with Krishna, my time with Krishna. You know, because, yeah, Kali Yuga uh, life is very fast, you know. So 16 rounds, I think, is the perfect doses for our Kali Yuga lifestyle, you know. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Could you, could you um, give an example of how you chop? Because I'm not a Hare Krishna devotee, so I don't know. Oh. That's why I was curious to know. <laughs> oh, but I mean, you surely must know. Yeah, I, I know about the beans, yeah. You know, and that we hold them like that. We, we don't use that finger. And then on each mantra, on each beat, we chant the mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare. And then we move to the next one. So tomorrow, you will be here tomorrow? Yeah, I will. Yeah. So you have some beads? Yeah, I do indeed. So tomorrow we will have a Jabata uh, session where we chant one round with a certain mood in the heart. Okay. You know, and that will give you some little experience. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. I hope these sessions will inspire you to take up the chanting regularly. Thank you. I'll try my best. <laughs> okay, good. Hare <laughs> Krishna. Thank you, Mataji, for answering. Um, so I think this that, that that'll be it for for right now. Yeah, time um, is up. Yeah, we'll be answering all the other questions. We've logged them all, so we can ask them tomorrow. Um, okay. Well, probably there will be more questions coming tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but maybe some people will find their answers also in the yes. in the uh, session tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we will continue tomorrow just by talking briefly about how the practical suggestions, how to work our way out of the inattentive chanting. And then we will introduce the next thing, the first secret of success. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mataji, for, for your kind words and, and really nice um, okay. uh, lesson and session. Sorry. Okay. Um, I also wanted to say that if, if anyone does want to buy the books, um, you can just email 
us at sinagetaway um, at gmail.com. And oh, maybe I should tell the price. Oh, yeah, yeah, please I, please. I will give you the special wholesale prize for the <laughs> Pandavasena devotees. This one is 10 euros because it's quite thick. This one is seven. Okay. And the other one is also seven. And okay. that includes shipping. Yeah. So that's a pretty good deal. Usually that is 16 euros and that is 12 euros. So you get this for 10 and these for seven. Okay. Yeah. So um, let me just quickly say the titles of the books again. So it was, okay, Mataji. to Culture, Krishna's Divine System. Actually, if you go on my website, where's the camera here? The roots of spiritualculture.net. Yeah, the roots of spiritualculture.net. And there's also my email. You can also, you're welcome to write to me. And on the, on the website, you also find a book description. You know, this is all about the main woman energy, natures, how they're meant to complement each other. Oh, it's eye-opening. Yeah, it has saved a lot of marriages. And it's not only for married life, but also for any dealings with the other gender. You know, even at the office, at work, and at management, everything. And that one is Sheltering Relationships, the Foundation to Devotee Care. It's actually about coaching in Krishna consciousness. How important it is to have a coach and how important it is to become a coach eventually ourselves. Very, very important topic. We have lost a lot of devotees because we don't understand more deeply that it's not an, only enough to have a Diksha Guru, but we need a mentor too, some guidance on a regular basis. And the false ego, our constant companion and troublemaker. I think Tato speaks for itself. It's a lot of good practical stuff in it. How the ego always gets in our way, you know, when we get offended and when we can't forget and forgive and oh my God. So many practical things. And there's a whole chapter on chanting also because the chanting is one of the main tools how to dissolve the false ego, actually. You know? yes. Okay. Thank you very much, Mataji. So yeah, um, just email us. We're going to do a group order and, and we'll go through. Um, I just also wanted to thank everyone for coming, um, especially Vishaka Mataji, who is our president um, of Bhaktivedanta Mana. Hi, is she uh, also there? Yes, she okay. is. Okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so the next next session is going to be at 11 a.m. with His Holiness Bhakti Swami um, on the topic of He Came to Save This World. It's about Srila Prabhupada. So yeah, please, please join us. Um, we're just going to be taking a break. And I just want to thank um, Mother David Kim one more time. Thank you very much. Mark. Okay. Well, it was a great pleasure. And I'm looking forward to the session tomorrow. So okay. please all be back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's at the same time, just for people. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways. Okay. Thank Hare you Krishna. so much, everybody. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you.